morning, the podcast live talking about NFT, crypto art, art more generally. Uh, this is John and we are uh, today May the 8th. We are recording the episode number 491 actually. And uh, so Remy is with me also, but uh, you know, he's, uh, he's more on the technical side, I would say. Uh, and as you can hear today, we speak English because we have the chance, you know, to have a, a guest that I really, really appreciate that is a huge uh, artist, even if, you know, he's just at the, maybe at the beginning of his journey, it's Videodrome aka Robbie Barrett. Robbie, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. And uh, actually, you know, I'm not alone. So on the stage, we have Benoit Cucci also. Uh, hi, hi, everyone. Benoit is used to come. I think almost uh, every month we have the chance to have you with us. How are you? Good, good. Awesome, awesome. So, um, so yeah, you know, just to... I, I will try to... To summarize, <laughs> it's really complicated, but, you know, just to say a few words about uh, what you're doing. But I, I would say that, you know, um, yeah, mixing, creating art with digital is the what define you more, especially, I would say, what we call AI or neural networks. And you've been experimenting quite early Uh, different uh, algorithms and libraries and producing, you know, some people call you like a, a little genius of neural networks, basically. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, so you, you, you've been creating art with that. And uh, we, um, some people also in the NFT space, uh, you know, know you for the, the nudes, especially you've been creating, but also some other uh, landscape Uh, landscape, you know, that we can see on Super Rare. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and now you are still uh, active artistically, but uh, not really in the NFT world uh, anymore so far, uh, but still pretty active. And we had the chance, you know, to actually, I can see uh, Albertine Meunier also here with us. Maybe she will come on stage, but uh, we had the chance, you know, to, to follow Uh, your news this year, uh, especially with the infinite skills, skills, sorry, that uh, collab with the artist uh, Ronan Barrot uh, that you showed at the Avant-Garde uh, a few months ago. Uh, yeah, uh, I showed that 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 work was from 2019. He was the uh, Ronan was one of the first. That was the first time I ever exhibited my work was the collaboration with him. But uh, a few months ago. The, the exposition was, I mean, the, my work from until, until 2020. So, so you saw some of that there, but, uh, it is, it is a bit old work. Yeah. It's but, not, uh, so I, new. Still, I still love it. Yeah. It's new. And so current, so yeah. And so actually, because I know that, yeah, you know, I know that, uh, you're working also with, uh, 
Albert and Caroline on potentially a future exhibition about what you've been doing more recently. Exactly, so maybe we can yeah. maybe we can start with that actually. So what 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 are you working on currently? So um, re recently, uh, I mean, I've been continuing a little bit of work with artificial intelligence, but um, a little bit, a little bit less in the sense of how I used to. Because I feel like a lot of my old work with AI, like the nudes or the landscapes that you might recognize, at that time I was really trying to explore, you know, the the limits or the uh, the possibilities of AI as like a medium or, or a tool. So a lot of my work back then was made with AI and also was to an extent about AI, you know, as like a subject matter. But, uh, but more, more recently I've been doing things like making landscapes, but just, you know, using AI as a tool, but not necessarily having the entire piece be about AI. Just, just, you know, making the work that, uh, that I want to, um, and, and just using this as a tool. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so even more, more recently I'm, uh, kind of doing something very new to me uh, with uh, this arcade game that, that I grew up with uh, called Big Buck Hunter. It's a, it's a deer hunting arcade game from 2000 um, where the, you, you have like a, like a light gun and uh, it's, it's like a very like Midwest USA game, but uh, you, you hunt deer and it's a, it's a really beautiful game and I'm trying to, kind of like transform or like restore it. So I'm trying to modify the game and make it just like a nonviolent, uh, basically like a simulation of wildlife uh, that will generate landscapes forever with, you know, deer and other animals just kind of like resting or uh, just living in these, in these spaces. <laughs> what, 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 I don't know. It was the game about hunting animals originally. Yeah. Yeah. It's called big buck hunter. I mean, buck is just like a male, a male deer. Uh, so, I mean, it was, it was all, it was, yeah, it was a hunting game. It was a, a really wildly successful game. Uh, and it was, it was one of the first arcade games that was actually made for a bar and not for an arcade. Um, so it's, it's a really special game, but also visually it's really, uh, I mean, of course, like it belongs to its time. Like you can tell it's a, it's a game in 2000, but, uh, there's something about the landscapes in it that are really, uh, really special and really, uh, like visually and otherwise. And, uh, it, it just makes me sad because like there is, you know, you see all of these places in the game, they're like forests or, or plains or whatever. And you see these deer in there. And the only, the only like thing that they can do, the only animations that these deer have is they either get scared when you shoot the gun or they run away. And I really want to, uh, to modify this so that they can, they can just kind of relax a bit and uh, just just live. That's awesome. I'm watching the images. Actually, I agree with you about the landscape. You know, I'm sharing one with uh, with the crowd also, so people can see it. Uh, and so, just to, to 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 understand a bit more about it, so it's like modding the game. So you take the 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 code of the game to change it. How do how do you do it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm reverse engineering it. Um, it's it's been a really long and difficult process because I am kind of new to reverse engineering. Um, so I mean, I have to sift through a lot of like the game's code, and it's not it's not source code; it's all compiled. So I have to either try to like decompile it or just look through all the files with like a hex editor. Um, one one method that that has been working for me was uh, 
I found, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I've, I've had to do a lot of like, uh, like I had to get an arcade cabinet shipped from America to my school in Europe. I had to get it put on a boat and, and brought over here to work on it. Um, cause I mean, this is, this is a project I wanted to do for like a number of years and I finally have like a studio space. Um, but I mean, it's been, there, there's been a lot of preparation and a lot of uh, me learning new things, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's really, uh, I'm, I'm modifying the, the game. Wow. So no, that's really, <laughs> that's really cool. And, you know, can't wait to see and to play this game to see how, how it looks like, but I think it's really interesting to see also that. So you mentioned that, you know, yeah, we describe you uh, as an AI artist and uh, at the end of the day, so AI, okay, is a big part of your current life, you know, to be honest, mm -hmm. it's important. And, uh, but now, yeah, you use it if you want to, but as you mentioned, the landscapes you are working on is more like, a, yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that my biggest interest is landscapes. Mm, okay. Oh, that. Okay. So more than, yeah. So what? What's what you would like to to do? Like most of the time, would be landscape. You think? Yeah, I probably think so. I mean, um, it's it's a bit it's a bit split right now. But uh, I mean, I do I do think that when I do have the next show at the Avant Gallery of uh, Boston, I think that you know it'll be my solo show but i think it'll be mostly composed of landscapes i mean i do consider the big buck hunter project to be a landscape project i see i see and so maybe you can also tell us more about you know what how the way you are currently uh working on these new landscapes yeah so i mean it's um i mean do, do you mean strictly the the big buck hunter ones or just the newer landscapes in general Uh, no, yeah, the the new ones maybe. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm working a lot more in like 3D. Um, I mean, not even just for the Big Buck Hunter one, but I mean, a few weeks ago, I posted a um a landscape that I made in kind of like a box shape. I was looking at uh these unused levels in video games, in um specifically this game called Pikmin. They, the developers left in like this test uh, skybox. The skybox is just like a 3D uh, box that you would put around like a game environment uh, to make it to make it look like it has a sky, you know. Um, and I was looking at these like skyboxes, and they're textured like forests or, or you know open plains. Or they're, I mean, they're textured like landscapes, but they all have like a cube shape. So. I was trying to, uh, I used AI on that as well, but I was trying to experiment with like different shapes of landscapes. I mean, for, for Big Buck Hunter, it's all 3D where I'm using the original game assets that I've been able to, you know, rip out of the game and then I'm reusing those into landscapes. Um, but I mean, for, for Big Buck Hunter, I'm not using any AI. Uh, I'm just using like generative, uh, yeah, just like traditional generative coding, like to place grass you know, with some sort of like noise function or sometimes just by hand. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm using AI, but sometimes not anymore. I see. Yeah, yeah. So just as you say, if you feel like the tool, you know, worth it for the intention that you have, you may use it. Otherwise, you may just work, you know, uh, with other tools, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's also relevant to, uh, to NFTs. If yeah. we consider them as a tool, yeah. 
Ah, yeah. So, uh, so that's the. So, I think it's a good transition, also. But before that, I think Benoit has a question, also. Hey, Benoit. Yes. Yes. Hi. Hi, Robbie. How are you? Hey, Benoit. Hi. Uh, yes, I had a question about this uh, big bug hunter project. Will it be a, a playable uh, thing, or will it be only to generate uh, animations that will be objects? Yeah. 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 So, so I mean, it, it would be a, a landscape uh, generation project. And the the thing is, is that Big Bot Hunter, the actual machine, it's a, uh, it only has two, two, two ways to interact with the with the game. There's there's the gun, and you use the gun for pretty much everything. Uh, like you shoot, you know, a button to start or to pick the next landscape where you're going to go hunting. And then there's also one button on the front of the machine that you use to just like start the game. Um, and I think I think for this project, I'm. I need to figure it out, but I think I'd like to take the gun off or disable the gun somehow. So I think there would just be one button on the front, and maybe you could press it to generate a new landscape. Okay, well, I, I see. think but I think that I think that it won't be. I mean, you're not going to be shooting deer anymore, but, but so it'll still be. Yeah. yeah, it'll still be a bit. It'll be interactive. I don't know if I'd call it playable, but it will be interactive. Well, playable in the in the way that you you can you can wander around into this the, this this world, or do you just can can you only do like captures, or do you, can you walk into there and go well, everywhere? Well, in, you you can't walk because um in the in the original Big Buck Hunter you can't you can't walk either. You just choose a landscape and then it's kind of just presented to you. The the camera stays still and all these deer run by and you try to shoot them. So I'm trying really hard to keep it very close to the original you know with with only the changes that i feel are necessary because i don't want to i don't want to make like a new a new game i really want to try to like save or restore big buck hunter you know i don't want to make like a sequel game or anything else i really want to try and uh and and make it obvious that i'm trying to change the original game you know all right um, uh Yeah, and and yeah. Um, will it be like uh, a software that that any anyone could like install, or will it be more like uh, video captures that that we can see, or how, how can we interact with it? Well, so so right now I'm working with I've reverse engineered a lot of like the 3D models and the deer, and uh, I've, I've extracted a lot of stuff from the game. And right now I'm using a newer engine. I'm using like a newer 3D engine to put everything back together and to generate landscapes. But I, I, this, for me, this is not really perfect. I'd really like to make a, like, like just like a hard drive that anybody with a big buck hunter cabinet could, could, could buy and then plug in the hard drive to the actual, to the real arcade machine. And then uh, it would be, then it would be modified. Okay. Reproduce what you, you used to do in the 90s or 20 or early uh, 2000s. Have the hard drive and and play it by yourself, basically. Well, well, I mean, if you have a cabinet, I mean, I mean, the thing is, is that I do want to make it because I am trying to change the game. So I do want to make it uh, accessible. I, I mean, I do want to make it possible for this to to actually like spread to have a real impact on other on other arcade machines, on other big buck hunter machines. I don't want to just modify one machine, you know, but uh, it, it's, it's really difficult to, because then I'd have to use the original game engine, which is, you know, proprietary. There's no documentation or code about that. Um, so, I mean, it would be really, it'd be a real struggle, but I think I'm going to try to do it. Wow. 
I think it's pretty challenging, but I think it's it's part of actually at the end of the day, uh, yeah. What I feel like what you like to do also, you know, technical challenges is also you know you mentioned you know landscapes that is kind of you know one of a common point in many of your uh, ideas and works, and you think also technical challenge is part of it because you have some, you know, I would say you know some people say that you are. AI genius. I don't know. No, you to say that. <laughs> but I mean, you, 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 you are, you are. Uh, yeah, you, 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 you. I would say, algorithm and computer is easy for you. I, I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, I think it's just the medium that I that you know I'm used to working with. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'd say the technical challenges are part of. Uh, something i'm interested in i think it just kind of comes with the with the territory of, of of being you know a generative a generative artist or an artist who works with these uh these types of these types of things i see i see and so as you said okay so you, you consider the tool and uh and so yeah you made my transitions also about nfts because say it's just a tool that you can use sometime if the works deserve it uh you you started uh nfts extremely early actually you are the i think tell me if i'm not if i'm wrong but the first artwork minted on super rare is one of your nude one of your nude if i'm not yeah wrong. that's that's nude portrait number one nude portrait number one so the first the first art, artwork ever minted is nude so new number one. So I guess you know, super rare people came to you at this moment, maybe to to propose you to do something, right? Yeah, um, J- Jason Bailey uh, was the one who introduced us back in back in 2018, and uh, I remember like we were all on like a call together, like me, Jason, and the super rare guys. Um, and and yeah, I mean, Jason is really the one, and he's also the one who bought the first NFTs that I made from me. Um. I mean, it was just, it was for a very kind of low price. It was, I think it was like around like a hundred bucks because he, I mean, we both wanted to show that, you know, these things like digital artwork did have value that like people would want to spend money on this because back then, you know, there was no acceptance. So, so Jason brought, bought these from me as kind of like a symbolic, uh, symbolic act a bit to, to show that, you know, people are interested in buying digital digital art. Yeah, at this moment it was yeah, especially at the very very beginning of super art was yeah, totally uh, unexpected and pretty uh, surprising for most of the people. I guess even for you, you know, at the beginning. Well, I mean, for me it was a really nice surprise because my I mean, I was making digital work back then, and I really never liked to print out my work. Because, I mean, you know, if you make a digital image and, and, and you make it digitally native, you know, you're looking at the screen all the time while you're working on it. And then it just doesn't make sense to print it out as the last step before, because it completely changes the work, you know. So, so I mean, to have a way that I could keep my work digital, you know, and honor this part of its, of its nature. And then also, you know, be able to, to, to give it to people or to sell it, you know, to, to be able to do something meaningful with it besides just post it online. That was really, that was really an incredible, that was really nice, you know? So it was pretty, yeah, pretty exciting moment. So you've been, so if Jason just spotted you before, I think also in terms of background, I think, I think also we need to mention that, uh, 
at this moment you were what 18 years old or something like this no uh yeah yeah so 18 years old so just uh i would say kind of uh, and already been practicing so computers since years i guess when, when did you start uh, with uh, with computer science i mean i mean i was always interested in um in the computer i mean when i was a little kid i really loved computer games you know um so i would spend a lot of the time on the computer ever since i was like a very little kid um but in terms of like making artwork on the computer um i mean i think when i was about 14 or 15 uh, my mom took me to see uh an exposition of namjoon paik in washington dc and i really i really loved it i think that was like one of the first art exhibitions that like i really kind of kind of got in a way and um and you know my mom was telling me that uh in a sense like namjoon paik thought that you know what happened with computers and the internet he thought that was kind of going to happen with tv so so i mean i i really liked the work uh and then i could also connect it to computers so i mean i think that's a bit when my interest started but i think the first the first like real project i did with you know making generative art or making art on the computer was i think i was i was like 17 i was still in high school but i made a um I mean it's not it's not my proudest work but I made a neural network that could generate Kanye West lyrics. Um and that <laughs> it's cool. Is it possible to see to see a, a trace of this work? Yeah, because I mean I made it I made it open source. So I mean you can go on my uh, on my on my GitHub and okay. see like you can yeah, you can probably download it and run it. I mean it's it's not the best code at all and it's like a really old library. But um but yeah I mean it's it's still there it's still there and uh, I think there's a video or two on YouTube where I plugged it into a text to speech model like a really bad text to speech model and had it just like speak over like uh I don't know some like generic free like rap beat that I found on YouTube um <laughs> so I mean like now it's kind of funny work and I mean it kind of was back then you know it was uh it wasn't really like completely I don't know I don't know if I would call it like a really serious project but uh but it, it was the first time I was really working with with AI you know to to do something like that. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And so so you, yeah so <laughs> that's pretty fun so I think it, that but so we can see also that uh yeah so ga gaming is you know gaming is in your mind uh, somewhere every time also uh, you have some gaming ideas project right? Yeah, for sure because I mean it's um you know all of all of these uh, games or like the spaces within games I mean are, are really interesting to me. Uh I don't really know exactly how to articulate it, but uh yeah, it's something I've always been interested in. Uh, that's really cool. And so what I wanted to understand also so when you so when you mean the first time on Super Rare and so Jason Bailey by this uh, nude number one for a few hundred bucks Is it the first time you are selling your art? Yeah, I think so actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. So it's uh so yeah, you start yeah, because I mean it at that point like like I said um I was making I was making digital work and there was no real way for me to get it material. You know, because I didn't want to print it out or do anything like that to it. So this this NFT it was the first time that I was able to 
you have to, to, to give my work to other people or to sell my work. I mean, I think that's also, and I was really excited about that. That's also why I made those 300, the cards to give away at Christie's. Cause I was just, you know, I was really excited, excited about being able to do something with the, with the work. Yeah. You've been exciting for this. So maybe I can, uh, maybe you, yeah, you can just re-explain for maybe there are some people who don't know that the story with the, the Christie's, uh, the, so it's the new number, uh, number seven, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that tell me guys if I'm wrong. But so yeah, it was like what in a, in 2018 if I'm not wrong. And the- yeah, I think it was in the summer of 2018. Christie's had an art and tech summit, and um, they I think that yes, yeah, Super Rare was was like in attendance, and uh, then there was an option for people who were like speakers or in attendance or. or whatever to, to put something in like the gift basket or the gift bag. All, everybody who came would get like a gift bag with some stuff in it. So Jason and, uh, the super guys, uh, we, we came to this, uh, idea that we'd have cards, like physical cards that you could scratch off the back and reveal a code. And then you could type in that code on super rare and then it would redeem, um, a, a nude portrait by me. So, I mean, 300 nude portraits that were all similar. Um, they were, they were all, I, I described them as like frames of, uh, the, the number seven, but, um, it, it, there's, there's no like order. It's not like, it's not like if you put them together, you get a video. It's just a collection of 300 works that, you know, belong together. Um, and what happened was we distributed these in, in the bags and, uh, most people just didn't care. I think that, Almost everybody threw theirs out. <laughs> um, but I think maybe originally, maybe it was something like 12 people redeemed them. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, cause, cause that at that time it was, uh, yeah, like, like I said, there was no, there was no real interest in it or there was no real, um, yeah, I mean, people didn't really get it yet. And, and I was, I mean, I was really excited about it. I, I really wanted to, you know, give, get my work out there. And I really wanted to try and like create, create an abundance of work, you know, which is contrary to this, you know, artificial scarcity that we see in, in NFTs. Now I was really trying to make an abundance of work and, uh, d- distribute it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Some music comes, please go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, it's a, it's a bit, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't regret this, this project, but it is, I think, uh, it does reflect, you know, NFTs at broad, you know, how the space has changed when we see this, you know, what I was trying to do with giving away free work and making an abundance of work. And, but then now in the current year, you know, a lot of people are trying to trying really hard to find these cards. And, uh, some of the cards have like gone to auction at like Sotheby's, So, I mean, it's gone from like an abundance of work and, uh, you know, giving away free work and being happy about that to like a really insane kind of like really speculative treasure hunt, you know, where, where people only talk about the price. Like there, there are even like Twitter accounts that just like track the price of, uh, of these works now. So, I mean, it's, it's, and I feel like this transformation that that project has gone through kind of mirrors what's happened in the whole space, which is, uh, I mean, for me, a bit sad. And I mean, I do, I do want to be clear. Like I'm not, I'm not sad. I, cause, cause I, I did hear that maybe P- 
people were thinking that I was upset about the, yeah. these, these 300 cards because I wasn't getting money from that. But, uh, that's, that's definitely not the case. I mean, I, I don't, I don't care about that. I mean, it's just the, the fact that people are, are speaking, you know, about these, like they're, like they're like a token or like, uh, I mean, nobody is, it's just talking about tracking the price and, uh, people I feel like are missing the, uh, the original point of the work, you know? Yeah. No, because this, it happens. I think, you know, time happens, you know, between 20, I think it was like maybe, uh, I would say 18 months later, you know, that the NFT hype, you know, became really crazy. And they think at this moment also, uh, I think, I think Jason Bellet did write an article explaining also this, you know, what you did with, so, uh, with Christie's and yeah, at this moment, this is where, you know, this name, uh, lost Robbie's appeared. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the NFT hype, I mean, also around this point, people stopped referring to the nude portrait number one. They stopped calling it that they, they called it the super rare Genesis token. So it's like a, a nice way to just completely bypass the actual artwork and just talk about like the token that's attached to the work. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, this attitude switch was really kind of, uh, extreme, you know I mean? Like almost like giving a whiplash. Yeah. And you, you have this feeling that, yeah. So, so yeah, because sales also became a bit crazy. You know, I think on the second market, you know, some, pieces were sold for maybe $1 million or something like this. I don't know exactly. Uh, and, uh, yeah, as you say, you know, it's, it became extremely speculative, but, uh, and so you, you have this feeling that, yeah, the spirit that you had originally in the space about being happy, giving, experimenting, uh, discovering totally changed to, uh, a market. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, what you're talking about, like that approach in like the early, I guess, I mean, I don't even know if you could call it the early days of NFTs because, you know, we know that people were doing NFTs before me. But, um, I mean, I think that this, this attitude that I had, you know, in 2018 is just like not compatible with the current, with the current NFT market, I guess, or the NFT like space itself. Yeah. And, and, um, and so this is, you know, because yeah, this is why, so what you explained that and I understand you, know, it's not about the money, it's just about, you know, being not at the end of the day, you're not so, uh, the, the artwork is not appreciated by itself, by the performance, by the, the idea, by the idea behind, but just as an asset, right? And for you, this is the main issue. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's pretty close to it. I mean, I'd say maybe you could even use more strong words than like not appreciated. Like, I feel like it's not even acknowledged at some point, but, um, but yeah, I mean, this is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just taking complete. And I mean, also, I mean, I, I guess maybe I should have expected this because I mean, NFT is a tool for selling work, but back, you know, when, when I was doing NFT, like, there was no, nobody was really like, uh, there, there was no money in it. So, I mean, I, I, I never considered that this was like a, a possibility, you know, it, it was, for me, it was really hard to see. And it was, uh, 
yeah, it was surprising when it when it did happen like this. Yeah, no, I understand. And also, it happened extremely fast, actually, you know. I think it was a few months uh, where yeah. day it became more crazy, right? Yeah, I think so. But uh, so, and so at this moment, this is why, so uh, I think it was like more than two years ago. This is why you, you didn't want it to have something to do with NFTs anymore. Yeah, well, I mean... I mean, yeah, this this was definitely like one of the big factors. And also the news came out about the environmental impact of, you know, Ethereum. I mean, now I guess it's fixed because Ethereum has moved to proof of stake. But uh, yeah, it was just, I mean, it, there was there was so much, uh, yeah, there was, there was so much money in it. And uh, only only the financial part of it was getting any attention. I mean, I would see people on Twitter that would make videos about my work And a lot of the times they wouldn't even like show a picture. They just say, oh, you know, on this date, it sold for this much. And then three weeks later, it sold for this much. And then there was no picture, sometimes not even my name. And uh, so, I mean, that to me was like a bit toxic. And then there was all this news that was like, Ethereum is really horrible for the environment. Like one Ethereum transaction burns so much, so much energy. So at that point, like, uh, yeah, I really, I really just like, completely stopped. I think in the end of 2020 was when I made like my last, I made three. Uh, and I think I, I did, I did kind of never, I, n I never really made like a, after, after the first like landscapes and nudes, I never really continued to make uh, or, or to mint NFTs like regularly. I mean, I remember I made one in the summer of 2020 because I really needed money. Um, and then, and then in the winter of 2020, I made three, that were just gifts that I, I transferred to some of my friends to, um, to, to Helena Saren, who's another AI artist who makes really incredible work, um, to, to Albertine. And then, uh, I gave one to, to Mushba. He's a 3d artist. That I'm, I'm good friends with as well. But then after that, I, I stopped. Okay. Yeah. So it was not like, yeah, formal, like, it's not like you, you would have an active production and you stop one day. It was more like, you already yeah it was not i mean yeah I, i think i had i had discomfort for a while you know and um but but i think in like april or somewhere in in somewhere in early 2021 i um i, I posted about it and I, i just made it like clear that uh because i mean also i i did i did want people to know that i wasn't doing this i mean and it wasn't like uh i i didn't like want you know, attention from this to make like, you know, I don't know, like some shocking, uh, some shocking press release. So I'm not doing NFTs, but I mean, also it was just like, it was just really kind of embarrassing for me that people would think that maybe I'm still doing NFTs after everything had happened. So, I mean, I, I kind of like just, just for myself, like I wanted to make it clear to people that I wasn't still doing this. Yeah. And uh, it was your way to say that you're not agree. You, you're not agreeing with what's going on basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that yeah, that's a nice way to put it. I understand. I think Benoit, you have a question also. Yes, yes, uh, Robbie. You know, um, uh, uh, early AI artwork like, like yours, they have a very special uh, aesthetics, like uh, almost a texture that that you can see that was made by AI. 
and yeah, the, uh, the convolutional. And, yeah. 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 Exactly. And and you know we've seen that for the for in the AI art for 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 years, and now it's it's disappearing. And now it's very surprising to me that the AI artists they don't they don't they don't look at you know maintaining this. Uh, Aesthetics because the technology evolved and now you can do very realistic work, and they are only focusing on uh, all those artists that I follow. And I, for some of them, I love their work, but they are focusing on doing realistic things, or but not exploiting, not not trying to maintain this aesthetic. What's your what's your, your take on this? I mean, I think that um, yeah, I mean, even if it's even if it's you know quote unquote realistic, I think that there definitely is a recognizable aesthetic in new AI art. You know, it might not be so direct, it might not be so uh, you know visually like immediate, but I think there's there's for sure. I mean, you've seen a lot of this new art. Like, there's like it's like very smooth, and um, you know, I mean, you can still tell that stuff is AI. Like, you know, circles aren't circles, or you know, people have you know some number of fingers. Um, but I mean, I mean, I do think that uh, I, I don't I don't know if it really makes sense to try and chase these these uh, these old artifacts with modern tools, because, I mean, the tool, the tools completely changed, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I do remember when I was working with AI at the time, um, those, those artifacts were something that. I think a lot of uh, the AI artists really wanted to kind of get away from or like hide, you know, and I, it, there, there was, there was kind of a point uh, where there was like a bit of like an arms race where every time like a new paper would come out, I think like the first uh, artist to use like this new, you know, GAN or whatever it was um, would get a lot of attention for that. People would go like, wow, like how did you do this? Um, but, but also I don't, I don't know. I mean, of course, like I, I was interested in like these newer technologies, but uh, I, I think maybe around like 2020 or like 2019, I kind of stopped uh, chasing like really new uh, AI models. I mean, even in the landscapes I made like this year or last year, I mean, I'm still using very old, uh, I mean, what we'd say old now networks like CycleGAN or like Pix2Pix. Um, just because like I'm more familiar with this. And I think also you, you do have, I mean, I know it sounds, I know it sounds uh, li like it's not true, but uh, I, I do think like with these older models, you do have a better degree of control because you're, you're providing the data yourself, you know, the, the training data. Yeah, it's not like in these new, that. yeah, it's not like these new models where they're trained on like a billion images and then you just type in what you want. I feel like that I've, I've never, uh, I mean, I've tried, but it's never worked out for me. I, I really think that being able to curate a data set and to use that as training is, is like a lot more rewarding than um than trying yeah. to, you know, be a be a prompt engineer, I guess they call it. <laughs> no, so yeah, my, my understanding of what you say that, you know, if you when you use a, a tool like Midjourney, uh as you are not the one who's been providing the data sets at the end of the day, all the Midjourney works in a way will could would look similar because they have been trained on the same yeah it's one big database of training and so this is where you don't have the, exactly the hand compared with you know what you yeah. what you're doing where you are training your own model right yeah i mean i think i mean i think of course you know you can have a hand 
to an extent, but I feel that um, it can also be hard to really like carve out. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that familiar with it. So I, I feel, I feel bad if I'm, if I'm generalizing, you know, but uh, I mean, for me, I, I would, I would think that it would be a lot more difficult to really get like your own style or like a style that doesn't exist, you know, um, with, with these bigger tools that you can't very easily modify. I mean, cause, cause for me, like using like a cyclogan or picks to picks, it was, it was interesting to use these in ways that they weren't really meant to be used. I mean, that's, that's what I thought was, uh, was nice about these, you know, to really try to break it. Um, that, that's what, that's what made me excited about this as a tool was, uh, you could really do whatever you wanted with it. And then, but, but if it's all through like some API or like a discord bot and you can't really like, you can't really change like the workings of it. It's, uh, I don't know it for, for me, that's missing something. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's interesting also because, you know, when I was talking about technical challenges, I think it's part of it. You know, I feel like, you know, you've been into NFTs before, you know, it's become a hype. You've been into AI before it's been hype. And now, you know, these both are AIO. I don't say that you're not there anymore because you're still there. But, you know, you, you I think you, you, yeah, you like to go where people you know, uh, yeah, I was talking about technical challenges, but maybe it's not the point. But you know, discovering new discovering new territory now. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, because it's not a, uh, it's not like a calculated thing. Like I'm not looking at like, oh, what if people not done yet? I mean, it's just, yeah, I think maybe discovery or something uh, is what's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Uh, I'm definitely not calculating it. No, of course, of course. Yeah, no, it's just your, your, your overall feeling. And I think it's important to say that you, you know, when we, so, you know, 2018, yeah, so you, you started this and NFTs, 2020, you, you, you stop NFTs, but you continue to do art. You still, how do you feel in terms of journey? Because you, you are studying art, basically, uh, doing Boza, uh, in the, how we say that, yeah, fine art school. Yeah. So you, you still, uh, you still, do you feel like you're still at the beginning of your journey? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a lot of, um, stuff that I'm, that I'm interested in that I'm working on. That's, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not really, I wouldn't say that I'm like good at yet. Um, like, like, yeah, like the, the reverse engineering for big buck hunter. I feel like, I mean, I hope that, uh, this, this will be like the first, project in this in this uh kind of vein that i that i do i mean afterwards let's see um i mean also i'm i'm getting really interested in um in in orthodoxy or particularly orthodox iconography which is like a a a style of or not a style but it's a it's a type of religious painting that you see a lot of really good examples in like uh, medieval russia uh so i mean i'm painting a lot with like egg tempera and uh you know, making these, these types of images. So, I mean, it's a, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm by no means uh, good at that yet or experienced in that yet. So, I mean, I'm, I'm still trying out new things. I mean, I would say that uh, maybe, maybe I'm not at the beginning of my journey. If you say it's something like AI, because I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to continue, continue that forever in the way that I was, but uh, let, let's see. I mean, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I'm not really thinking about that. Yeah, so you know, you try to 
So now that I think it's interesting because, yeah, we mentioned also that. So, yeah, you will have this, uh, you know, reveal your work, uh, I guess, you know, maybe later, maybe after summer in uh, in um, in uh, Avant Gallery Vosen, you know, what you do working on landscape. Yeah. But you, and, um, and I was wondering, you know, yeah, you mentioned that about AI. Do you think you could... Uh, come back at the moment in the NFT space? I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't have any interest. Yeah. I don't have any interest to. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I guess my answer is no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe if it really changes, but uh, I, I do think it's going to take time, you know I mean? And, and also the thing is, is that it already has kind of changed, you know I mean? People, people say like, Oh, you know, if you're, if you have an issue with the environmental and the speculative issues, why don't you just start making work on, on Tezos, you know, because Tezos kind of solves both of these issues. And, uh, you know, there are artists that I really admire that are doing work on Tezos, but, uh, it's, it's just, it's just not interesting to me, I guess, at this point. I mean, I'm working on more physical work as it is. So, I mean, the, the need for NFTs that I was really excited about in 2018 just isn't really there anymore for me. Yeah, so my understanding is not only about environment and speculation, it's more like so far you don't see the point for you to do anything there. Not not right now, not right now. I see. Yeah, Benoit, please. Yes, yes, for me, uh, you know, the, the, the question whether you would uh, come back to the scene or not, or not you know, for me, NFT, for, if, you, if we look at NFTs now, it has a very bad image because of all what you said. Uh, but you know, it's kind of a political thing into NFT, but, but for me, NFT going forward, it will only really become just a tool. And, uh, uh, the, the, it's whether you need it or not, or whether it's useful for you or not, uh, not taking into account everything that's around the people who are using it. They are good. They are bad. We don't care. You, you just need it or not. It's useful for you or not. So, uh, do you think maybe at one stage you would just, if you do digital work, for, for instance, if you do a digital work, that, then you would say, well, NFT is there, it's a tool and I can use it. I don't care about who's, who else is using it. I just use it as a tool. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I mean, in, in the past years and also with my new landscapes, um, something I've been really interested in was the connection or the difference between, you know, painting and digital images you know, like trying to make a digital image that looks like a painting or, or trying to make, yeah, an image of a painting that has like a digital artifact in it or, or something like this. So, I mean, I think that, uh, and, al and also when I worked with Renan, the, the French painter, I mean, a big question that, that I've been exploring was the link between the digital and the physical. So, so right now I think that, uh, I'm, I'm a lot interested in, you know, how do we make digital images physical? And uh, I think this is something that I'd be more ready to explore, you know, in, in making physical work. Um, and, and I guess that doesn't really, it's not really compatible with NFT. Or, I mean, it doesn't, uh, th there's no big reason for me to go to NFT if I'm making physical work. Um, so, so, I mean, maybe, you know, in the, in the far future, if I do start making strictly digital work again, for, for whatever reason, I might consider NFT, but... Uh, I, I can't. I can't really see that happening right now, just just because of my interests. Yeah, because it does not make sense with the the work you are currently working on. Yeah, 
And um, and just you know, for are you are you still uh, you know because you have your your Twitter account, you have your super rare account. Are you still following what's going on in the NFT space or not really? Um, I'll be honest. I mean, not not as much. I mean, I'm I'm just mostly just following artists that uh, that I like the work of, and I mean, some of these artists do make NFTs sometimes, so I'll see that sometimes. But uh, I'm not really up to date that much with uh, the the very current uh, NFT environment, I guess. Yeah, so you're not you're not collecting NFTs, for example. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I have in the past. I mean, I have some pieces from uh, some of my friends, but uh, but no, I'm not. I mean, I am collecting. I am collecting physical works sometimes. Um, I mean, especially. Ah, but I don't know. I was going to say especially icons, but I don't know if you should really call that collecting because it's uh it's something else. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I. I Yeah, I mean, I, I do like I do like physical work. I, I mean, I mean, but but any any way that I could support, you know, an artist that I really like, you know, if, if I'm in the position to, I, I, you know, I enjoy that, whether it's NFT or not. But uh, I'm I'm not. I don't. No, I I haven't bought an NFT in, in a few years. I don't think. That's interesting. And so you're talking a lot about icons. Uh, maybe you can develop a bit more because yeah, it's one of. You're, you're really interested and now you're, you're digging also this, uh, this kind of, uh, this kind of art. Are you also, um, creating, uh, icons on your, on your side? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm writing. Yeah. I'm, I've written a few icons. I mean, I'm trying to learn, um, learn more about it. Uh, earlier this year I did visit, I, I stayed at a monastery, a Orthodox monastery for a week. Um, and they had an older monk who was an iconographer there. So I had, I was able to talk with him a lot. Um, he's, he was a really nice guy, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm very interested in this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not like a purely artistic, uh, I mean, it's also for sure like a religious, uh, interest that I have in this, but, uh, but I mean, I, I am very interested in, you know, religious art and, and holy images. No, that's uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, I had the chance to sort. So, so yeah, I saw this really the, this book you showed me. You know, with some uh, illustrations, that was really. Um, it's really uh, the technique is pretty. Uh, it's not so. It's a complex technique actually to create icons. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, and it's a it's a technique where, um, I mean, every every step, you know, has a has a theological component. It's not. Uh, I mean, that, that's why earlier I kind of corrected myself and I didn't call iconography like a style of art because it is really something else. But uh, I think also for me, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, it's a bit sad, but uh, the, 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 the ability that we see in these really old, you know, 14th, 15th century icons, that's, that's something that we cannot really reach today. I mean, you don't see icons of that quality made after like the 16th or 17th century ever there's, there's maybe I can think of like one example of uh, Gregory Krug. He was a 20th century iconographer and monk, and he was able to, to make icons like they did back then. But uh, I mean, other than that, it's really like a lost, lost art in a way. And uh, that's also interesting for me because it's uh, not really clear, 
clear answer as to why you know. Understand, and so you you could uh, you would be interested to walk like the has uh, this Gregory um, as a new uh, maybe held by computer as a new icon generator. Uh, I don't think I'd want to mix it with uh, with, computer. with computers, <laughs> but but I, but I do think I do think I'd like to uh, pursue this. I mean, I think I think it does kind of uh, involve like to an extent like. Uh, you know, living in like a monastery or, or, you know, being a monk or just living kind of how people lived like way back then when the, when the really, you know, the high point of iconography was, but, but that's not to say, it's not to say that I, I'm going to move to a monastery because I want to make good icons. I mean, that's, that's missing the point, you know, but it's, uh, I think that's just something that's a bit required. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still so early in this, uh, in, in exploring this that uh, I can't say anything for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it in, in a few months or in a few years to see how things are going with that. Definitely more like a few years. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, you know, one last thing I just wanted to mention, we, you here, you know, because we met also at the Avant Galerie Vossen, thanks to Albertine and Caroline, you're, you're, you're born in the U S you currently live in Europe. Uh, and, um, France, uh, a lot of things happened to you in France, actually, and uh, also in Paris and uh, with the Avant Gallery. What mm -hmm. can is uh, is Europe uh, a special? Yeah, what what are you doing in Europe? <laughs> I mean, I'm for, for the most part, I'm just going to school. That's bad. that's <laughs> that's good. <laughs> good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to school there, and now, but I, I, I know that you, you, you lived in in Paris, also in uh, in Saint Nazaire, or maybe near. Yeah, I think you know, uh, I don't know if yeah. it's Saint Nazaire, something like this. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, all of these places that I lived, it was just where I was trying to go to school there. Yeah, and uh, in, in France, it didn't, it didn't really work out. Uh, that well but uh, in Amsterdam now it's uh, it's going nice you know I mean I'm in my second year of school here and uh, I mean it's 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 just you know I don't know how much I can speak for the for the school itself but uh, just you know like the day-to-day -day life of you know waking up you know going to class you know having other you know friends that are that are also making artwork uh, it's it's really nice I mean I'm working a lot with one of my classmates now uh, Jonas uh, Jonas Jeppesen we made like some tapestries uh, last fall together. He's, he's, he's really interested in painting, painting landscapes. So we really uh, are able to work together a lot. And uh, that's really nice and really uh, rewarding. Yeah. So fine art school, a good way also to, yeah, to, to, uh, to mix ideas with different people and to continue your journey. And uh, also, yeah. Um, but also you have this, you know your your gallery is in Paris also. Uh, you know Avant Gallery Vossen. Uh, you yeah. started quite early working with them also, right? Yeah, because they saw they saw um, it was Albertine uh, saw some of my nude portraits, the the very first ones, and um, and then her and Caroline uh, called me. Uh, we we didn't know each other at that point, and they said, "Would you like to come to France and to work with uh, this French painter uh, Renan Barreau?" And, uh, I said, yeah, of course. And, uh, that's how, 
I had the first show with Renan, the Infinite Skulls. It was really, um, yeah, it was really special. I mean, I'm really glad that they, they saw that work and that they reached out because it's, uh, it's helped me a lot. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, that's great. You know, now we can, we can, uh, we can see, uh, yeah, all the, the work you've been creating with him the last few years. And, uh, I think Benoit, you have a question also. Yes, yes. When, when John asked, you know, what are you doing in Europe? Maybe there was another question in, the, in this is, uh, do you think you could do this? You could have done the same or in the US or it, it, could you only do that in Europe? Or another question is like, is there uh, interest in the US for what, what you are investigating, the icon, icons and everything? Or is it something that is proper to Europe? Um, so, so for, I mean, for the first question, I, I did try to go to school in America a lot. I mean, every year I would apply to schools. I mean, it wasn't for art. It was for like, I really wanted to study mathematics. Um, and I ended up just like never getting into a school. I, I never just got, I never got accepted. Um, so then that led me to, uh, France because one year, uh, I thought I was going to get into to university and uh, I was kind of assured by them that I was going to be admitted, but then it turned out that I wasn't. So it was like May and I was really, uh, I, I was kind of, I was kind of sad being outside of school. You know, it was, uh, it, it was a bit difficult because I mean, I, I, you know, you, you don't want to miss that part of your life. You know, going to going to college and, uh, Caroline and Albertine sent me this program in France, this art, arts, uh, art art school program uh that, that was still accepting in like may so i applied there and i got in and uh, i mean i guess that started you know my my going to school in europe um so so i mean it was a uh, but but in terms in terms of interest for what i'm doing uh i'm i'm really not sure i mean as for iconography i think that i think that the interest in iconography is pretty concentrated in like russia uh or greece Uh, I mean, in the Netherlands, there's no, there, there's nothing like that really here. Um, because I mean, the Netherlands is like a very secular country. Um, but, but I mean, I'm, I'm really not sure. I mean, wherever, I mean, let, let's see, like, uh, I think it is something that I would move for. Uh, but, uh, it's really, I mean, I think right now I need to focus on just finishing, finishing this school because I've been trying to go to school for, for such a long time. It would be a shame, you know, to drop out and try to go somewhere else now. If that makes sense. Mm, totally makes sense. Yeah, okay, thanks. Totally makes sense. No, yeah. And um I think you know it's uh actually you know it's really great, you know, to have this chat with you, you know, to uh, just uh understand where you are and uh we just wanted to yeah, to say a big thank you, you know, for being with us this morning. Are you going to school today? Yeah, I have I have classed it uh I think it started starts right now okay but uh, <laughs> but i i can i can be a bit late so. no it's okay yeah that's right. i don't want i don't but want no. to late at school <laughs> <laughs> no but, but thank you so much for for having me on i really appreciate it no yeah thank you thank you ruby it's been a pleasure and uh, you know i think it's really uh uh yeah there are artists you know that uh, you need to be uh you know yeah. i think with you is really interesting you know because you have a lot of a lot of way of thinking, a lot of ideas, and uh, you know, still, still 
everything is still in process. So yeah, it's really a big pleasure to chat with you. So I really wanted to thank you. And uh, I believe, you know, we will have the chance soon to see your new artworks. I don't know if we have, do we have a date already yet? But I, I don't think we have a date that's confirmed, but uh, sometime in this fall, I think that maybe like September, October was considered, but uh, okay. But let's see, let's see, maybe, maybe, maybe a bit later, if it's possible for the gallery, I need to, uh, yeah, smooth everything out with them in okay. terms of the date. Great. So yeah, for sure, we will have Albertine coming back also in the NFT morning to talk about it. And uh, so can't wait for to discover these new works. And thank you again. Thank you also, Benoit, for all your questions and for helping me with the interview. And yeah, thank, uh, you, thank you, thank you. And so, yeah, just for everybody to announce you also the agenda of the week. Uh, so we'll talk a lot about different artist movement. Uh, tomorrow we will be with the Bridge Gallery and help Banger to see the African artist NFT scene. And uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Wednesday, actually, it's an opening. Uh, the artist UU uh, that uh, we love also at NFT Morning, uh, that is in Paris uh, on Wednesday for his opening at the EM Gallery. Uh, on Thursday, the girls, you know, will take the stage to interview Stella Bell, who's also a great artist, actually. And uh, Friday, <laughs> we have a big agenda. Friday, we have this artist called MGSX that we really like, you know, is creating generative art also. And also, we have the NFT Factory who will be there to talk about the new open, the new opening, new exhibition, Indigo. Yes. So, yeah, a lot of art this week at the NFT morning. So, yeah, we'll invite you to, to come again. And thank you, everybody. Thank you, Rem, also for the for the, the synchro and have a great day everybody have a great week take care Good morning. Happy